The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, you mind if I interview you for my video Spacecast? Um, okay. You can talk! The Eagles are at the podium, and we have it covered here at Bleeding Green Nation, thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist, and today we're going to go to the post-draft press conference from Howie Roseman, Amy Weidel, and Doug Peterson. This was pretty much directly after the whole draft process, but we are dumping show after show into the feed, so I figured I'd save this after allowing you guys to take a breath and catch up, and also when we needed to take a breath and say our first words to our families in weeks. Uh, So they're going to cover how they feel the draft went their philosophy coming into it and how it played out so on and so forth and hopefully that'll get you through the weekend and since the coverage never stops here at bgn after the weekend we'll be coming with a whole rack of new shows including your normal kiss and Solak bgn radio i'm going to talk with brett coleman who is the creator and host of the film room on youtube and we'll chop it up over some of the big talking points of the draft both eagles and league wide and i'm working on some other guests as well to bring some unique perspectives maybe we'll throw in a chat with trey thomas who knows either way it's going to be fun and informative and we appreciate you for subscribing to bgn and leaving those five stars in itunes and for really all of the support that you've thrown our way because bgn made it as high as number four in the world for football podcasts and the itunes rankings we even got above mel kuyper and todd mcshay which for around draft time i mean that's just absurd for a team brand podcast feed to be swinging with the heavy hitters. So thank you again. All the support is incredibly appreciated and it allows us to continue to bring this content to you. And speaking of content, let's kick it over to the post-draft press conference with Roseman, Weidel, and Peterson as they talk with the media right after the draft. Really proud of our staff. You know, I feel like um, today was a difference-making day for our organization, for our football team. It's a great credit to the collaboration of our coaches, of our personnel staff, of our front office staff. Um, I really felt like it all came together today to show the vision of what we want our football team to look like uh, during the 2020 season. I'm really excited about what we did over the last three days. And I know a lot of the attention gets uh, thrown on Thursday and Friday night, but for all of us, today is the most important night. Today is the most important opportunity to add the most players that we have uh, through the course of the season, through the course of the year. And I really feel like we added a lot of good players, a lot of Eagles mentality to our football team. 
And, um, you know, we had an opportunity to talk to our whole staff. We had 72 people in a team's meeting room today, which would usually be in our draft room. And uh, it just showed the quality of people that we have in our organization, uh, the character that we have in our organization. And uh, I couldn't be more excited, couldn't be more proud to stand with the people that we have. Okay, we'll start with um, Dave Zingaro and then Ruben Frank. There, Dave. Yeah, it, it seems pretty clear that um, speed was a priority today and, and during this draft. Uh, can you take me a little bit through the mindset there and, and the impetus of that and, and where that all began? Yeah, you know, it began the day after we lost the Seahawks, which was really disappointing to us. And I have this. I have this list that I shared with Coach Peterson. I walked into his office the day after the season end, and there, there are things, three things there. Can he run? Is he healthy? Does he love to play? And I said that was going to be our offseason motto. And Coach Peterson turned to me and he said, I'm thinking the exact same way. And I walked down the hall and I walked to Andy and I said, I just gave this to Coach Peterson. And he said, that's exactly the way I'm thinking. And um, for us, you know, the offseason is a marathon. And I know a lot of attention gets played on what we do in free agency. And uh, we couldn't be more excited. You know, I think one of the more underrated things that we did today was trade a third and fifth round pick for Darius Slay, a Pro Bowl corner. And, um, you know, when we looked at everyone we picked today, we try to answer those questions. Um, now, when we went a little bit later in the draft, maybe there were some questions on a couple of those guys, but we felt like they were good enough football players that they were worth the risk. And uh, when I look at our football team, when I look at the depth of our football team, Coach Peterson just let me know that our new depth charts was up uh, on, our, on our depth chart. And to look at it and to see where we are right now, it's exciting. We have a good football team. And uh, we can't wait to get started. Okay, Ruben and then Nick Fierro. Uh, I guess this is for Howie and Doug, whoever uh, wants to answer. How can you tell if a guy loves to play the game in, in this sort of offseason when everything's so limited? Well, I think I, I started and handed off Peterson. I, I think that we have a great scouting staff. And when we put them on the road and, and Andy puts them on the road and he says to them, Hey, these are the criteria where I want to know because the scouts at the end of the day, they know these guys, they know what they're made of. And we want to understand, do they love to play? You know, do they love the process? And so that's a big part of our scouting meetings. And then we hand it off to the coaches and uh, coach Peterson. Yeah. You know, Ruben, you know, this is, this is the side of, um, I think of football that, that, you know, the, the public doesn't see our fans don't see, obviously the media doesn't see. And I echo exactly what Howie just said, our scouts and, and the personnel that's, that's out on the road, you know, they, they compile so much information on these guys and so much background information. And then, you know, and, and quite honestly with, with this uh, pandemic right now, it's, it's, it's made us as coaches, you know, be more involved from the standpoint of just picking up the phone and, and for me, calling, calling their head coaches, calling their position coaches, you know, and, and talking to whoever we can in that building to find out about these players. And, and you can get a sense, obviously, you, you know, we, we see the, the skill set on tape and we understand that can the, can the guy play football? Um, but talking to these people really gives us a better insight to the character of the person. Does he love football? Uh, is he passionate about his sport? Does he want to get better? Um, and, and that's how we do it. 
Nick and then Paul Domwich. Andy, you want to talk about your guys yeah. for a moment? Yeah, yeah, let Andy. Well, one second. I just want to give Andy an opportunity. Yeah, I'd just like to say just to, to, to piggyback on what Coach and, and uh, Howie said is, you know, we talk about it, and, and it's having a line vision. And it, and it comes from, from Coach to Howie to myself to our scouts, and it flows. And it's, it's about Eagles, you know, what, what they are. They're, they're, we're looking for people that are fundamentally different. Their love and passion for football is non-negotiable. They're, they're caring, their character. They do the right thing persistently. And they have a rel- relentless playing style that you can see on tape. Uh, the motor, it, it burns hot. You know, you, you see them finishing plays. Um, and they have a team first mentality. They're selfless individuals. So I, I think th- those baseline traits are, are what we try to, to focus on um, in our players. And, uh, you know, and, and it just mirrors it, it, what they do on the field, on the tape, and how they handle themselves off the field and in their training and their preparation and everything that we touched upon that we talked about. Go ahead, Nick, and then Dom Watch. Hi, Howie. Um, I know in the offseason you talked uh, a little bit about the positionless player. It seems like you got a, a few of them in this draft, uh, even on offense. I mean, you talked about the back seven of defense, but even on offense, guys like Rieger and Jalen Hurts. Uh, was that kind of an emphasis for you in this draft too? Yeah, we wanted to make sure. We uh, we have an unbelievable coaching staff, and it's led by Coach Peterson, um, and we're, we're very lucky for us as, as front office guys to have coaches like this. And so – you know, when we give these guys these kind of athletes and give them the opportunity to design schemes to put them in the best possible position, we know they're going to be utilized. And we look for guys that are incredible athletes. And, you know, it, there's no doubt about it. You know, when we went back and looked at our, our team over last year, we wanted to get more explosive. We wanted to get faster. And, and I told that to you guys after the season. And, um, you know, it was important we stuck to that. And I know a bunch of our scouts over the last couple of days, and certainly today when we talked about it, you know, they kind of they kind of threw that back in our face. You know, they said, hey, if we're looking to get faster, this guy's still on the board. And, um, you know, we kind of went over the top to make sure that we had explosive athletes for our quarterback, for our play caller. And uh, we're really excited what we did over the last couple of days. Tomo and then Mike Jack. Yeah, this is for Doug. Doug, yesterday, Howie said that it's difficult to win playing station-to-station football on offense, which is kind of what you guys had to do last year. Um, When you look, obviously, it's difficult to ascertain what kind of contribution you're going to get from these wide receivers that you drafted because of the uncertainty over how much prep time you're going to get with them in the next several months. But when you look at this group that you've added, when you look at the addition of Goodwin, uh, has it changed the – has it, has it changed the look of this offense with the speed it's given you? Um, I, I, yeah, it has changed the look of the offense, um, number one. But I, I do think, and, and you bring up a good point, you know, with the, with the um, limited offseason that we're going to have, and, and, and if it's all virtual and no, no on-the-grass time and we only get the training camp time, I mean, this is going to be – um, I, I feel personally, this is going to be, we're going to have to lean on our veteran players. We're going to have to lean on Deshaun Jackson and, you know, Greg Ward, who, who we know has, has come into his own and, and has been playing well, been on our team for a couple of years, guys like that. And now Marquise Goodwin, a veteran player who understands the game. I mean, until we can get these young guys caught up, but I, I think the, the dynamic of the offense, I think, um, you know, the, what we've done as a staff in the off season, um, with our scheme evaluation, uh, making things better, 
the staff hires that I've that I've done this spring to bring in new thoughts and new ideas and, and ways to enhance our offense. I think it's going to look a little bit different. And and then of course adding the speed element to uh, to that obviously factors in. And and look, I mean, you know, we we play we play a ton of teams that 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 this past couple of seasons where it just you know, it was it was hard to to push the ball down the field, and and whether it was injury or w- whatever it was, um, this just allows us to I think open some things up. You know, we have to do a great job as coaches, however, to to coach our players and to have them detailed and ready to go. But you know, in, in a veteran league, I think uh, moving forward, uh, it does buy time for our for our young players to catch up. Okay, go ahead, Mike, and then Zach Berman. Hey, Andy, I wanted to ask you, what did you like about Kevon Wallace outside of the numbers and his testing? How, you know, the thing about Kevon Wallace is, is his tape. And, and what stuck out was his physicality, uh, his tackling, his ability to play around the line of scrimmage. Uh, the mentality he played with, the motor he played with, uh, he, he's a guy that likes contact. You know, he, he gets to the ball, he passes people to the ball, and when he gets there, he strikes. Um, and we saw that it was consistent with the motor that he played with, the mentality he played with, and uh, we really enjoyed it and uh, thought he'd fit what we're doing and uh, what we're putting together here. Zach, and then uh, Les Bowen. Uh, yes, this one's for Howie. I, I know you always talk about how the roster building doesn't end now, but you've really passed the two big mm-hmm. inflection points now. How do you think you are on offense relative to what you wanted to achieve going into the offseason and in particular at wide receiver? Yeah, I think we're different, Zach. I really do. You know, um, I think that when we ended the season, you know, lost to the Seahawks at home, disappointing for all of us. And um, we had a, a really a priority to get past that. And last year we lost in the first round. The year before that we lost in the second round. And, you know, our goal is to win another championship for the city of Philadelphia. And, we knew we need to get better at that position. And, you know, I know I've talked about it in the off season, but uh, we already feel like we've added, we've added Deshaun back. We've added Alshon back. We need to get him healthy and we need to get him right. And then when you look at, at this draft and this draft weekend and adding Marquise, I mean, Marquise is one of the fastest men in the world. And, and I mean that when I say that he's one of the fastest men in the world, he is so fast. And, you know, obviously rich, had the opportunity to be with him. And so he recommended him to Andy coach and I, and then again, we go into this draft and we got some young players who can really run, but they can also play the game. They understand how to run routes. You know, they're not just track guys. They're guys that we really felt passionate about. You know, I I know when we drafted Hightower, we had a lot of of conversation about Hightower versus Watkins. And then when we came back and we moved back and we picked up a bunch of picks and we had the opportunity to get Watkins too. And we sat there and we said, let's get both of these guys. You know, these are guys that we feel passionately about and um, let's add them to the team and, and let's competition dictate. Let's competition dictate what's best for our football team. And so, you know, I, I feel like uh, just with injuries and then adding to that situation, we're significantly better than what we were. You know, I also talked about the offensive line, you know, we started eight offensive linemen last year and, we're playing playoff games without Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson. And those are two of the best offensive linemen in the league. Those are two of the best players in the league and um, getting those guys back and healthy. And, 
Um, you know, obviously Carson didn't play in the playoff game and Carson's a, a difference maker. He's a pro bowl quarterback. So, you know, as we sit here, we feel much better, but you mentioned it, Zach, you know, we've hit two inflection points in terms of free agency in the draft, but we're not done yet. You know, that's, that's coach's line to all of us. And, and uh, that's how we feel. We're going to continue to work the roster. Uh, we're continue to look at the free agent market, both pro and anyone who falls through the cracks after the draft. And we're going to do whatever it takes to put the best possible team together on the field when we get back to playing football. Last and then Bo. Hey, Howie, uh, your three things that were on your sheet of paper the day after the Seahawks lost, you mentioned the uh, uh, speed and, and health. Obviously, those were huge problems last season. But you also mentioned, does he love to play? Did you feel like that was an area where you were lacking last year or something that needed to be addressed? No, I think that that's a core value that we have, Les. You know, when we talk about guys we want to bring on our football team, that, 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 that can't go without – uh, anything else we're talking about with the traits that they have. And Andy talks about an Eagles mentality. And so for me, that's what describes an Eagles mentality. And, and I didn't want to get guys who could just run or were healthy, but didn't have the right mentality. I mean, we have an unbelievable fan base. We have the best fans in the world. And so for us, they understand when guys love to play, when guys care about football. And we didn't want to leave that out. You know, so for me, I didn't want to just get guys who can run and were healthy but didn't love to play and coach doesn't want to get those guys. Andy doesn't want to get those guys. And so it was just part of, uh, you know, what we believe is important to add to our football team. Oh, and then McLean. Uh, hey, Howie, on the, uh, on the wide receivers. Um, I'm curious if, you know, we, we heard so much about how, how great this class of wide receivers was. I'm curious if entering the off season, you made the decision that this was where you were going to add talent. Uh, to the position um, as opposed to going after anything in free agency? Yeah, we did. You know, um, we didn't want to be shut off to the possibilities of adding talent in the trade market or the free Asian market. And we looked at those guys and we inquired about the prices of those guys and try to balance those guys versus what the draft was. But we knew it was an incredible opportunity to add pieces uh, in the draft. And we knew that our quarterback was young and that he could grow with these guys and also grow with the veterans that we had here. And so when we looked at the opportunities and, and we looked at, you know, some of the positions that we added in free agency and, and in, increasing the depth at, at the corner position, the safety position in particular, bringing back Nate Selfeld, we felt that those were the best opportunities that maybe weren't as equal in the draft. Cause we always try to balance free agency in the draft and, you know, I think one of the things that we look at this, this draft is we had a Darius Slay. You know, that's part of this draft. And, um, you know, this is a Pro Bowl corner, and I don't want him to get lost in, in the flow here of everything that we've done in the offseason. This is a guy who can get the ball back for our offense, who can put it back in the hands of Carson, who can give Coach the opportunity to call plays. This is a difference maker. And um, I think when our fans see this guy in Eagles green, they're going to be tremendously excited that we have him on our football team. Jeff and then John McMullen. Uh, Doug, you mentioned um, yesterday about uh, in talking about John Hurts acquisition, Lamar Jackson. And I'm wondering, uh, Marty obviously was there in 2018. Did you guys lean on him a little bit for suggestions uh, there? And, and certainly in the thinking with the Ravens and how they approached that pick and also how they utilized him in that first season. Is that a fair comp? Um, yeah, Jeff, it, it is a fair comp. Um, 
you know, Marty obviously was a part of that team that that brought in Lamar Jackson, and and uh, obviously he did the evaluation process, and um, and then you know you fast forward to to where we are today, and and uh, you know I, I I bring Marty on board and and uh, ask him to look, and Howie and Andy, you know, and his their their staff, they ask they ask all our coaches to look at players, and Marty with his expertise in quarterbacks, just take a look at all these guys. And, um, you know, he, he, he felt, you know, very similar in, in Jalen as he did in Lamar. Now I think, I think totally, I've only been around, you know, two, two types of quarterbacks. I think with that type of, with Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick's skill set, those are the two guys that I've seen that have dynamic athletic uh, ability, you know, but, but having, um, you know, Marty look at Jalen and, and his skill set and what he can do and, and uh, and then and then how they you know put plans together, um, how they designed an offense around you know uh, putting Lamar in his rookie season and allowing him to play uh, certain certain plays. It, it's all part of the process. And 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 for us uh, moving forward, I want to you know be clear that that Jalen is a quarterback. I mean he's a quarterback first, and 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 that's how we're going to develop him. And and um, and then and then obviously utilize his, his strength as a, as a runner, um, you know, and, and, and maybe, maybe some other, some other things, you know, as we, as we uh, go throughout this spring, but yeah, Marty was a big, uh, a big help obviously in this process, along with press, along with rich, as we evaluated this entire class of quarterbacks. John and then Tim McManus. Hey, this is for Andy and maybe Howie and, and, and Doug, you can chime in after, but, the challenging circumstances, obviously, of this situation, and you've been a big part of this process, but first year in charge of the department and running the day-to-day, now that you look back on the draft and how everything went, uh, how, do you think it, how do you think it worked for you? Well, time will tell with that. And uh, the one thing I know is, is the effort that we got from our scouts, uh, from our support staff, from our office scouts, um, and, and across the board collectively from everyone that contributed to this was outstanding. Um, there was tremendous effort in research. There was tremendous effort in talking to players and prospects and um, just acquiring as much information as we could, uh, given the set of circumstances we had. So um, very proud. You know, we, we've got a great group of scouts and a great group of support staff and a great group of football operations people and outstanding coaching staff. And, uh, you work together and you see the chemistry uh, that that really transpired and came together over the last month and a half. Um, it was amazing to be a part of it and uh, to watch everything progress and, and get to the these last three days and uh, watch how he execute the plan that we had. Um, it was just it was great to be a part of it and uh, very proud. Okay, we'll go Tim and then um, Martin Frank. This is for uh, anybody that has a good story. Uh, any, what's the uh, you know funny or memorable moment from uh, this virtual draft? You know, my my moment, and then I'll hand off to these guys. Is just trying to switch through the Microsoft Teams and try, and try to include everyone at every moment. You know, when we're trying to make a pick, and you know, listen, let's be honest. You know, when we pick Jalen, trying to include everyone, and and. Um, uh, Katie David, who is my right-hand person in football operations, after I announced Jalen Hurts, I, I didn't get much of a response. And she said, nobody could hear what you said. You cut out on Microsoft Word. So, 
you know, for me, just uh, it, it's humbling because we're so used to the connection. And, you know, I, Andy mentioned, we have such a great support staff. We have such great people. And just going through these last three days and not having the connection with those people, not being able to be around all of those people, and then, you know, trying to tell them what we're doing and not being able to connect with them was kind of uh, funny. But, um, you know, we got together after the draft and Jeffrey made an amazing speech talking about everyone in the organization and uh, Coach Peterson made an amazing speech. And I think all of us just realized we're, we're in an incredibly difficult time in our world. And we feel incredibly fortunate that we were able to work during this time because there's so many people who aren't able to be able to do that. And uh, we're thinking about all of them. Tim, I think for me, um, you know, looking back on this process, obviously, um, you know, the, the NFL put a, put a lot of effort into this virtual draft and uh, our IT department and, and our, our people behind the scenes did a, did a great job of keeping us online, keeping us connected. Um, you know, and, and as Howie mentioned through our, through our Microsoft teams, you know, um, website, whether it was on our cell phones or on our, our Microsoft surfaces, just being able to bounce back and forth between the different chat rooms that we had open uh, throughout the course of the day. And, you know, for me, I think one of the, one of the, it's, it's probably not a funny moment, but it's just a, a relaxing moment. It's just being able to see everybody in their home environment. Um, you know, you, you see Howie, myself, Andy, you know, we're, we're wearing collared shirts and we're dressed up and, and some of our staff are just, just relaxed. They're, they're enjoying the time they're enjoying, you know, their kids are in, in, in the shots, their, their, their dogs or cats are in the shots. Um, and, and it just makes it, uh, it makes it a family environment. And for me, that was probably, uh, the most enjoyable thing coming out of this draft. And you saw it actually on TV, you know, with the, uh, with the draft picks and, and, and their families. And so that was kind of reminiscent of, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and how we went about and how we approached this draft. Yeah. I would say that, uh, what coach said too, is just, we, this is probably the draft we'll, we'll always remember we're able to do it with our two families. You know, we did it with our Eagles families connected virtually and we did it here at our house, you know, with, the, with our wives and, and our children. And, and uh, they got to share in it too, you know, with the setups we have right now with what we're doing with the, uh, the media conference call. Um, it's something that I think we'll always look back on and remember, Hey, we, we did this in a, a different sort of, sort of set of circumstances that were challenged, but we were able to do it with both of our families our Eagles family and our families here in our homes. Sorry, I can't get to many more, but we got we got time for two more. So Martin and then Ed Kratz. Um, this, this question's for Howie and Doug. Um, when you guys talked about, you know, your vision of kind of like adding the speed receivers, adding Jalen Hurts, I mean, you, you guys got, obviously took a lot of flack from fans about the Hurts pick and everything, but like, do you see him as part of that vision of just, you know, the speed, the throwing, the running, um, when he's on the field, being able to kind of like take the offense to to a different place. I mean, along with obviously the other guys as well as Carson and everything. You know, I, I look at it. Um, I, I look at it as, as, as we had an opportunity to, um, and how we, how we alluded to this yesterday, we, we made this really, you know, even, um, when I, when I was hired back in, in 2016, we're always going to make a, a point of emphasis to look at the quarterback position and, and, and try, try the best we can to draft quarterbacks and, and, and develop quarterbacks. I, I think that's just, 
um, you know, it's smart in doing that. And, and it just, it, it protects that, that position. And, um, you know, and, and, and I've always said to you guys that, you know, we we're trying to develop, you know, depth and competition. And, I, and I've always told you guys that, that the quarterback position is never immune to that. And, and I've been a part of that personally in my career. And obviously as a, as a, as a, you know, a position coach and now as a head coach. And, you know, when you have somebody, you know, like a Jalen Hurts that's that's right there on your board. Um, yeah, we, we understand that might not be the sexy pick. That might not be the, the glamorous pick. But but when we look at it as an organization and as a team, we're doing the best thing in the best interest of the Philadelphia Eagles. And and we got to take advantage of that. And, and so, you know, having a player of his caliber, along with all the draft picks that, that uh, you know, we've made and all the picks that, that are that are on our roster, the, the undrafted guys that – um, hopefully you get a chance to meet those guys here in the next next coming days. You know, th- that, that's all part of it. And and so when, when, when we can add that depth, when we can add competition, when we can add value to any and every position on our roster, we're going to do that. Hey, go ahead, Ed. Yeah, uh, Howie, uh, you were really wheeling and dealing there kind of in that fourth, fifth round to, to get some draft picks. Was your goal going in to recoup the two that you sent away for Darius and um, – one of those deals was with Dallas. You know, how difficult is that to make a decision to trade within the division? And then if I could, Andy, could, if you could just give me your evaluations on Prince Tega Wanagahu and um, Casey Tuhill. Thank you. Yeah, I think, I think when we traded the three and the five for Slay, and, and I want to go back to free agency a little bit. You bring up a good point, you know. Uh, I think there's been a lot of conversation, you know, Brett's been talking to me about, about maybe the opportunity to add a free agent versus Darius. And we try to balance what that free agent would get. And, and that assumes the free agent, you know, doesn't want to leave the NFC East versus this Pro Bowl corner that we got and the money that we save and also the picks. And so we really wanted to have double-digit picks in this draft. It, it was important to us. We had picked 10 picks in the last two years and – um, I know we didn't come out of yesterday with that. And so we felt like there would be an opportunity to move back and get a bunch of picks. And, um, you, you know, when the Cowboys call and they offer a trade, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like, that's hard for me. That, that's hard for me. It's hard for me in the NFC East to make a trade with our competitors. And so it had to be something that we felt was really good for our football team. And the reality of it is that who we would have picked at that pick, and I think it was 146 maybe, was the same guy that we were looking at when we were picking in the fifth round. So we picked up an additional pick and we kept moving and um, we had an opportunity to add a lot of good players to our team. And I started this by talking about how proud I am of this whole process and really how proud of a, I was of today. And um, that was part of it. We had a lot of good players to our team, a lot of players that we wanted to add and we needed to have an opportunity to get some volume. And uh, not only do we think we got volume in terms of draft picks with 10 picks, but we also feel like we really did an unbelievable job here after the draft with our coaches, with our scouts, with Jake, with Bryce, with Aileen, with Katie, with all these people who were uh, involved in the undrafted process and getting those guys. And so, um, you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're not done. We have uh, other opportunities to look at, but as we sit here today at the end of the weekend, just proud of the people that we're with. And yeah, I think about the, the two players you asked about with Prince. 
he was a, uh, a left tackle that we really liked his feet and his quickness and his ability to run off the ball and anchor in the pass game. And uh, we loved the competitiveness, competitiveness he played with. And uh, he's a guy who didn't let up one sack this year. Um, really efficient pass protection. And uh, we think he fits our profile of offensive linemen that can run and get out in space and uh, pass protect and anchor uh, when, uh, when called upon to protect the quarterback. So uh, we saw an opportunity with him and, uh, you know, credit to Howie for, for jumping on it. And uh, everybody went in there, you know, pretty consistent grades across the board on him. So it was a great job by the scouts identifying him and then by Howie executing the pick. Um, with Casey, two, with Tuhill, he's a guy, he is a high-motor defensive end. And uh, the thing that jumps off is, is his effort on tape, his ability in the pass rush uh, to win, to get home, and in the run game, his pursuit of the ball and his effort. Um, just a high-motor guy. He played with eagle wiring and eagle mentality. And uh, he's a great kid, too. And uh, he's someone that we're proud of. We're excited uh, to bring in here and uh, for everybody to get to know and, and watch him perform. G and